We've got Nora DeKaiser from the Three Day Rule, our game Match Point, and the Click app today on It's Complicated. Powered by Acast. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle's real when you're dating in the city. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jen. And And today, our drink of the day is white wine, because sometimes mismatched people can be whiners. And (laughs) we have a dog in the studio. We do. Mooch, come here. I'm going to get her. We have my dog in the studio, guys. We've talked about her. She came all the way from South Korea to be on the show today. <laughs> Moch, get camera ready. Can her you? name is Mochi because she's delicious, like the dessert. Look and at that's her. the baby. Say hi, Mochi. That was her paw. Bobby. <laughs> so she's going to be running around the studio. So if you hear us talking to a pup in a pup voice, that sometimes sounds like, no. Because we can't help it. I no. just You can't talk to an animal in a normal voice. That's weird. So weird. Like, hi, dog. How are you today? No. No, it's just not going to happen. No. So, oh, what a good baby. And we also think that if you don't like a dog or like whatever, that you can't trust that person. So now that Jen has this dog, when she goes on dates, it's like the first test. Oh, yeah. Do you Somebody, like my dog? Yeah. If, if somebody does not rub my dog the right way or take her paw, I'm like, I can't date you. <laughs> this is just not a match made in heaven. However, my pup is my perfect match because she's lazy and quiet and sleeps a lot like me. Just oh kidding. my gosh, she's so cute. I'm looking at her face. It's just so cute. Okay, so anyway. today we have Nora DeKaiser. She is a senior matchmaker at the Three Day Rule. It's a matchmaking service. And we have her in the studio. You guys, the Three Day Rule, if you don't know, we've talked about them before. And we've had, um, we interviewed um, um, Kate, Edwards. Kate Edwards. Yeah, there are people involved in the three-day rule. A lot. We've Mary been Stewart, in, we've talked we've with. We've been involved in the three-day rule ourselves. So in case you don't know from our past about the three-day rule, it's a world-class matchmaker service. It provides clients with personalized attention, hand-selected matches, and valuable date coaching. Okay, the three day rules matchmakers combine proven matchmaking techniques and cutting edge technology. So they use like the old and the new to ensure that they introduce you to the best possible matches. Hi, puppy. And all of the matchmakers come from impressive corporate backgrounds, but they realize their true passion for connecting people and helping singles find lasting love. So they made a big jump over to the matchmaking field and they're outgoing, inquisitive. They demonstrate relentlessness, dedication yeah. uh, to their roles as matchmakers, so they are on it. They are on it. And the CEO Talia Goldstein, she founded the Three Day Rule, and her mission was to create a much more enjoyable, stress-free experience for both men and women, because, you know, dating, it's like, it's stressful, and, you know, we all get that. So, they train their matchmakers to ensure that they stay positive, empowering, that everything's personalized, and their approach is, like, very, very unique, and they want to find you a committed relationship, and here's some of the things they do to make that happen. They you know, they are real people who meet you and all of your matches in person. So it's like having a friend. 
It's not just like some random, like, I'm picking a picture and a picture. Like, they, everyone knows everyone. They find potential dates and they ask them hard questions face to face. They want to make sure that they're, like, ready, that they're not letting any creeps sneak through the cracks. Um, they only introduce you to the most compatible matches. So, they, it's, you know, the likelihood of having a bad first date is a little less. And you go on dates and give them feedback. So, the process, everyone's learning. Everyone's constantly getting better. Yeah. And Nora, as we said, is a senior matchmaker there. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many levels there are. Like junior, I senior, mean, star. Stuff. I don't know what happens And I wonder if the... it's like how many marriages under your belt and then right. you're like that person. Maybe. You're like a samurai of Ugh. setting up. I mean. I would like to be that. Yes. Um, so she's originally from Alaska. Yeah. Um, she nat- naturally gravitates toward the outdoors, obviously, if you're from Alaska. <laughs> yeah. um, she likes snowboarding, fishing, scuba diving. She graduated from Ohio State. State. She moved to New York to pursue a career in IT staffing, guys. So that yeah. just shows you she went from IT staffing to matchmaking. But staffing, though, is not totally like opposite of like fi- you're finding people. Right. In a way. You have to be able to read people that they're right for the job, they're right for the business, they're right yeah. for the company culture. Yeah. So she was obviously good at reading people. Yeah. And so after successfully managing key accounts, she realized she really liked managing relationships. Mm-hmm. So she jumped ship and became a matchmaker. She sounds like somebody we'd want to set us up on a date. Exactly. I think so too. We and should definitely ask her about me. We, yeah, we need to we need to get into this. And mm-hmm. you know, since we're coming off the heels of V Day, we have our our V Day attire on. I've got a little heart on my where hi. There hi. it is. And I'm wearing a sweater that says love and I have my little Valentine next to me. That's right. That Bobby. So, yeah, after, you know, Valentine's Day, it's a little post-Valentine's Day treat. You know, if you're single and your BFF didn't introduce you to your next BF, then we think you need to hit up the three-day rule. Or at least just listen to the advice that you're getting on this show. Because if Nora is going to be giving advice about how she, like, vets people and looks at people, like, you can use that for yourself when you're trying to find someone or maybe trying to set up a friend. Or just go get yourself a dog. Yeah, <laughs> or that. Um, you know, and the three-day rule matchmakers, they're really down-to-earth. They're well-rounded. It, it feels like you can trust their instincts just like your BFF. So whether you're a guy looking to sign up for the services and you need your, like, best girlfriend to hook it up, or you're a girl that wants to be connected to a great guy from another girl that understands your style and taste, then Nora and the matchmakers of the three-day rule are probably your ticket to love. I mean, I would think it's like the next best thing. And they're also professionals. So um, we're going to delve into the process of how the three-day rules matchmaking works, the benefits of using a matchmaker, and why clients decide to go to the three-day rule. And we're also going to ask Nora how she gets a read on the men and women she sets up and how we can take cues from her when looking for a partner. Mochi's right here. Don't worry. Fabulous. We've got a worried mother in the studio. (sighs) Okay. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it is. Um, All right, guys. But before we get Nora in here, of course, we're going to air out our dirty laundry and fill you in on what we've been up to over this past week because Valentine's Day just happened. Uh Uh-huh. It was a busy, busy week. It started with the Grammy stuff. Oh, my gosh. And then went, like, right full force into Valentine's Day. So what have you been up to? Okay. So um, uh, my boyfriend's daughter was in a talent show. She wrote and sang her own song. Like, really? (laughs) 
wrote it. Um, it was kind and of... And she's sh- how old? Remind seven. Everyone. She's right. seven. Um, and, you know, um, there was like a beginning, middle, and end. She wrote a story. It was a little, like, it was actually perfect length, but for a song, it was short. It was like 55 seconds or something, or 48 seconds. I think I timed it. But we were sort of trying to encourage her, like, do you want to keep writing more? Do you want to repeat this verse? Like, this is the structure of a song. And she told her dad and I separately, this song came from my heart. This is how I feel. And there's nothing else left to say. I poured it all out. Legit, she said this. I poured it all out. So I don't want to write anymore. I just like threw my hands up in the air. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> she I, knows best, apparently. I think, so. she, I think she's the next Lady Gaga. No joke. I swear. Um, we went Valentine's Day shopping. I took her shopping so she could buy things for her dad. And I, it was, again, had to throw my hands up in the air because she kept picking shirts out. And I'd be like, oh. And she's like, but Lola, she calls me Lola. Lola, I like this shirt and I want it to be from me. But not what you're picking out. I want to... I'm like, okay, shit. Like, you got me again, kid. Like, okay. I had to let go of control. Um, We went sledding in Big Bear. It was really fun. We took her there. And uh, we were walking... You know, we went sledding. Then we were walking up and down the street. We had some hot chocolate. And she was singing. And some... Just like she walks and sings. And some woman stopped and said... it was that you singing? Like, I don't know if she thought it was me or, or the little... Or his daughter. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, oh my god, your voice is so good. For her, for a little girl like that, it is like a strong voice. And she was like, thank you. I mean, I don't know. Anyway. Um, it's she, great that she's not shy. And she's not shy about it. Like, seven-year-olds could go any which way. You have to, like, work on their personality. This one just came with one. She just came with one and sings her little heart out. And, and how brave and courageous to write a song that she really was telling about a problem she had. Like, the song was like, I'll figure it out soon. That was, like, the chorus. Anyway, she, so, but, and Valentine's Day was great. It's the first Valentine's Day I've had in a long time where I've had, like, a man. And we just, he came over, you're gonna, Jen, you're gonna die. We made king crab legs. Oh, man, yummy! I know, and, um, like, How romantic. Yeah, we made food, and, like, chocolate fondue was the (gasps) dessert, and, like, we gave each other presents, and we got each other the same present. We got little things, but coffee mugs, because we make, like, coffee in the morning. We wake up really early, like, every morning, and, like, make coffee. It's, like... Anyway, it was cute, and he wrote me a really nice card. It was nice. Aw, Swoon. Yeah. Well, that's great. You deserve a great Valentine's Day mm. after 11 years of not having one. Hmm. So, you know, yeah, lucky 11. Muggy wasn't my Valentine for, for Well, no, he was. That's not That's a lie. They were both your Valentine's, yeah. especially because you were at your house, right? Yeah. Muggy okay. was there. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, um, I started last weekend with a girls' night in, was with two girlfriends. That's different than a girls' night out. Right. That's a GNI. We were in. GNI. Exactly. And so, it, it was weird because it was a full moon that night. It was a full oh, moon yeah. with, like, a lunar eclipse with, and like, a, another thing. And a comet. Yeah. It was, like, the trifecta of crazy. Like, it was the weirdest week for a lot of people. It was just bananas. It was a weird and week. the odd thing was, the last time the three of us were together was a full moon. <gasps> and it was in October, and oh. it was like a very weird time. And like to have come full circle, and the three of us like realized, like, oh my god, the last time we were all together was this weird time in all of our lives. Ooh, why does that draw you together? I don't know. And it, we were like, wow, this is meant to be. So we had an interesting night together huh. and talked a lot about what was going on in our lives. So it was really nice. Um, then the next day, I or 
I don't know. I don't even remember what happened Saturday. But Sunday, I went to like a boozy brunch with my aunt. Had I a lovely love morning. Doing that. Then went on a hike with our friend and his pup, who's a boy, who we were trying to set up with Mochi, but I don't know How if that's going to work out. Up? Um, she wasn't that into him, and then she was, and then she ignored him, and he was really into her. It was like a, it was like a game. I was like, it was like any relationship. It was, a, we've it ever was seen. very complicated. So <laughs> you know, we just kept on hiking. Okay. Then um, actually, you'll figure it out soon. Totally. I like the song. Um, then there was, you know, Valentine's Day for me because yeah. I didn't have a Valentine other than Mochi, uh, but went with two girlfriends to dinner, had like a French dinner, then went and saw Fifty Shades Darker, Ooh. which was horrendous. Okay. It was, like, I thought The Bachelor season has been bad, but this was like a million times worse. Ooh. It was just like laughable. Like, I was actually laughing out loud, like, during very serious yeah, moments. Right. Because the way this movie is structured is like three lines of dialogue, intense sex scene, three lines of dialogue, sex scene. And the sex scenes are all the same, but they're in like different places using a different prop. But it's the same exact like format. And it's really like risque. Like, you see some things and you're just like, did are you, you see sure? her, her vagina? No, but you see him going like very near that, and like it looks like porn. Like it looks, it's just. How did, did you they, see his peen? No, it just. It, trust me when I say it's inappropriate. It's for, like almost insertion. Yeah, and you're like, I don't know that I signed up to watch porn today. I thought I was going to this like movie to find out what happens in their love story. Well, they don't actually talk about it because they say three words and then do Ugh. sex again. So like, there are moments where it's like I'm like invested and I want to know why this was so hard for him or why he can't be touched here. And then like she draws with lipstick like his boundaries where he cannot be touched because it hurts his emotions too much. And it's like fake emotions I all don't over even. It's just weird. Anyway, don't see it. I'm nope. just sorry. Don't. don't I've never even seen the first one. Well, so. the first one I thought was terrible, but it was actually better than this one. Brutal. And there's a third one that's going to come no. out. And it's like, why? No. So anyway, then I went on a date last night and I was actually yeah. set up with this person through someone at the three-day roll. Now, it had all of the recipe for success. It was like he, on paper, he sounded great. And I'm sure maybe I sounded great to him, but then in person, it just went awry. Fuck. Ah. Okay, when Nora gets in here, we'll talk about that more. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll figure out what went wrong with that not-so-perfect match. But we actually did go to the Grammys backstage gifting lounge. Uh, before the weekend started to like yes. gear up for the Grammys, they do all these like gifting suites throughout the city. Yeah, you guys. And we were when we walked in, we were hit with this new Nun Wines. I think it's called. It's mm-hmm. Blue Nun, twenty four karat gold edition, delicious sparkling wine. So here's some pictures you guys are seeing. Like this was like the big product at the gifting suite. They were you know they're like f- products to help like rejuvenate skin. And you like it's like a rolly device yeah. that actually like has like ec- electromagnetic. Yeah. Rather I don't know. What. I don't know what, but Reefa the, clear the was, nun, that was yeah. The nun wines are like our favorite. It's there. So it's it's sparkling wine with gold twenty four karat gold flecks in it. Like if you've ever had gold schlager or whatever. Like yeah. Uh, the in wine. Who? How did no one ever fucking think of this yet? How did what? I not think of it? I don't My last understand. name's golden. It's like made know. for me. It is made for you. Anyway, so that was our favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the breathable foundation, which oxygenetics. Was yeah, where it's you know it covers, but it it's like not it's not going to like suffocate your skin and clog your pores. No, or look cakey, yeah. and it's like it you know it actually helps skin by yeah. like multiplying collagen cells and yeah. connective tissue growth and aging yeah. and wounded skin. Yeah, and then there was the gold leaf gourmet desserts. Oh my god, those which were again good. Yeah. were our favorite. We would yeah. pair that champagne, that sparkling wine with the gold with the. <sighs> Gold Date desserts. Night. 
Date night. Talk about Valentine's Talk date night. Talk about golden everything. Yeah, exactly. This is my kind of thing. And the Lauren Ashton. Well, real fast though, those the gourmet desserts are actually like a, a kit that you mm-hmm. order and comes to your house, and it tells you how to make the things. It gives you the supplies, and you can actually prepare the desserts at your house and you present them. them. They give you like cute little like toppers, already cut like little shapes that you put on. It looks like you have like some Wolfgang Puck Oscar dessert or yeah, something. So, it's so great. Like I love the convenience of having things sent to my house and then like Blue Apron or like mm-hmm. things like that where you can prepare it at home but like they send you all the ingredients so yes. this is just so convenient. And it's fun to do that with somebody. So then the Lauren Ashton hair toppers are awesome too. They're like the halo hair piece but they're like they give you volume. They're wonderful. And then the turtle travel pillows which we saw last year at some Oscar gifting suites. They're really great. Look them up because you put them on your neck when you're on a plane and there's like a prop and it like props your head up. so that It's like you a know. scarf almost it's that amazing. has like a piece in it that you rest your head on. So it's so like, good. you could just be anywhere and all of a sudden take a nap. Take a nap. Because who doesn't want to take a nap? Um, all right, guys. We are going to rush into our celebrity news. And um, we're going to pack up our emotional baggage and meet these celebrities in baggage claim. Because Derek Jeter and his wife Hannah are expecting a baby girl who, ah. I guess, Derek wants to name a certain name. But yeah. Hannah's like, no, no, no. That's not her name yet. Stop calling her that. Yeah. No, they're like the cutest couple ever. Though they want this, ch- they want their children, you know, that are coming into this life of privilege just because they're being born to these two parents, right. to actually be great people. They want them to learn to give back, to help other people. They want them to call their dad dad, and just to know him as dad, and to have a very special piece of his life, which is him being their father. He's yeah, all these things. He's a great baseball player, but he is their dad, and that's yeah, well, what no one else has. Is yeah. him being their father. That's, Unless maybe there are people out there that actually do have him as their father. <laughs> and, there, and that could, I mean, based on his track record, that might be a very large possibility. He dated, I mean, Jessica Biel, Mariah Carey. Vanessa Manillo. When she was Manillo, because she yeah. was single then, so it was okay that she dated him. Well, yes, of now course. She's but I, I, I just know that he, I feel like he... He got he's, around. He's a baseball player. Okay. Um, And you guys, we are going to do a little prediction here. We are going to guess who's getting engaged next because we're putting our odds on probably Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. She's been married before. So I feel like, does that make you more ready or less ready? I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like they could be next. I mean, he needs to, like, pop the question, and we need, like, a royal wedding here. Oh, yeah. It's been some time. Could you imagine? And it's like the next Grace Kelly, because she's being plucked from, like, Hollywood, Hollywood. and put in Love it. royal family. But also, like, they've been meeting the families mm-hmm. and doing more of these, like, public outings together. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're that kind of couple and you're doing those things, you're obviously taking it seriously. But then there's Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, who we thought would be a publicity stunt. But, like, they're doing the mixed yeah, family thing. They're totally in it. And they, you know, are doing songs together and it's a whole thing and they're still kicking. They're so. still going strong and Bradley Cooper and Irina Shaikh. I don't even know how to say her Irina name. Irina Shaikh. Whatever. Maybe? Who cares? Who cares? They're a prego. Um, and so we feel like that's going to be happening soon. We think those are the like top three but maybe the people who are like kind of getting a little more ready you know, like Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. I forgot that they were even still together. Me too. I actually thought they had broken up, but apparently they're just like kind of doing a real relationship, like low key planning each other's birthdays, yeah. like hanging out with his son. And yeah, so maybe they're going to get engaged sometime in the near future. Yeah, I think so. And what about Olivia Munn and Aaron Rodgers? They've been like 
going for this it's been for a three while. Years, yeah. and she's actually been seen wearing a ring, but then has to say like, "No, it's, it's not, not an engagement yeah. ring. It's actually just like a ring that I d- it can't fit on my other finger because I am swollen, and so now I have to put it on my ring finger, which yeah, is a coincidence." Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Gosling and Ava Mendes, they have two kids together. Are they going to ever do this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're already married. I feel like they probably would be. Probably. like Jay Z and Beyonce were married, and no one knew. Nobody knew. And like, there's a wild card, like Chloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson. I feel like maybe they might. She gets married real quick. Maybe she's next. I mean, it has been six months, which is very long for her. Yeah, you guys. Also, the next Bachelorette. Okay, so she's black. And so this is, like, the first time ever. And, like, ever. the fact that we have to, like, even say that is just fucking stupid. No, but, but I mean, I guess we're going to, like, just, cha- like, we're going to celebrate the accomplishments and the change that has happened. So, yeah. you, a, ba- a fucking Bachelor's been on the air for God knows how long, since before we were born. 75 seasons. Yeah, at this point. So, you know, the fact that she is a black Bachelorette is different. It's like, yeah. when we had a black president. Totally. So maybe things will start changing. So this is weird, though, because I've announced it. And there's still six girls there's left so, on the so, show. And so we know, clearly, she's not the one that gets picked. And No, and Reality Steve, who we've interviewed, actually predicted this, released that she was going to announce it on Jimmy Kimmel. It all happened. So yeah. he's pretty spot on. He is pretty Got spot all on. That now we know who wins The Bachelorette, and I really just can't even. Oh, that <sighs> season, this season is so terrible. I'm ready for it to be done. Oh my Plus, God. I already looked up who won. Yeah. Oh. But anyway. <laughs> Whoopsie. Sorry. Whoopsie. Cat's out of the bag. It's a terrible it's season. It's so horrible. No one cares. And you know what? I actually think knowing who's going to win is almost more fun because yeah. then you see in each episode, now you're like dissecting what I mean, he's really doing. Well, yeah, you might as well know because I mean, yeah. fuck. It's like the same no fucking show over and over again. Okay. Um, and but also- then, actually, guys, it, you know, it, those five girls who are left are forming a clique and like they're trying to help each other get ain't, through this last bit of the season. Ain't nobody effing with that clique because they're probably going to, they're going to be single after all this and they're going to go on the clique app, mm-hmm. guys. Yes, it's a dating app based on the concept of a group hang. Like a click. Exactly. Something that I would actually appreciate because stranger danger. So if you actually, you have your click, the the guy has his click, you match through Facebook, and then you actually like your clicks match up yeah. through an algorithm and then you all go out together. It's like a grouper but it's just called click and it's, yeah. it's group dating so you don't have to feel weird going out just like solo. And then that way like you sort of gravitate towards someone in person more organically, which I think is great. Totally into it. We'll give it a shot. You know we try that out. We and, is me. Because right. I'm the guinea pig always. And, be- and because today we're talking about friends and how, you know, a matchmaker is like a friend. It's like a BFF. We're going to listen to a little I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts. Yeah. The song reminds us of a simpler time when you had to be home by 7 p.m. every Thursday to watch friends. There were no Man. DVRs. There were no dating apps. There were no swiping. And Just you could actually date your friends. Good old-fashioned <laughs> fun with your friends. So take a listen and remember the good old days and cheers to the friends that get you through the tough times because we're about to get Nora in here and ask us how she could be our BFF and hook us up with a guy and how she becomes people's friends. So we're going to pour her some wine. We're going to let her pet the dog. Hi, Nora. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, we're so excited. That's Mochi. Hi, Mochi. That's our mascot. (laughs) We we have some wine for you because, you know, who doesn't want to hang out with their BFF and drink some wine? I know. I was about to say, I want to hang out with you guys every morning. Who well, you're welcome yes. to join us anytime you want. <laughs> Who cares that it's like earlier than it should be for 
Chardonnay. For what it's are we drinking? Breakfast. We're Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay. C cupcake to the name is good for you, right? Because cupcake, so it's it's like a cupcake without the calories, but it's like different calories. It's just right. like, it's, it's fun calories. Worth it calories. It's worth it. <laughs> right. We like to drink our calories. Does so, a cupcake make you feel like magic? Fuck no. Does Chardonnay? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like for Valentine's Day because like who doesn't want a cupcake on Valentine's Day? I mean, so. exactly. Scott yeah. coming full circle. So thank you for joining us. Of yes. I actually had a three day rule date last night. Oh, you did. I need to talk about okay. it. So we're going to talk about it at some right. point. But first, tell us how you even became a matchmaker. Yes. Um, you know, I started out as a recruiter for most of the major banks. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely loved it. How many, drink to that. How many <laughs> great guys did you run into in that job? Did you hang out in, um, what's that area called in New York? Um, the Stone Street. Stone Street. Yeah, Did definitely. You? That yeah. was a good happy hour spot. I used to hang out there on purpose yeah. because, hi, bankers. <laughs> I'm still looking for Mr. Big, and I just don't think he exists in L.A. Mm-mm. He exists. I promise you he does exist. Um, but, yeah, so I used to work in recruiting, um, and I kind of was essentially matching my managing director with people that would work well with him and kind of figuring out that personality and, and what would work well. Um, and I realized I wasn't didn't really have that much of a passion for J.P. Morgan's back-end infrastructure <laughs> installment. Did you ever that wasn't your favorite <laughs> thing what, ever? You didn't want to hang out with Sonia Morgan on a yacht? Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, and I found this company and, and kind of read the job description. I was like, that is my dream job. I do it every day kind of naturally. Yeah. Um, if I could do this for a living, why not try it out? And I've been with them for a long time. So then that moved you to L.A.? Um, so I worked for them in New York for a while, oh, right. and then just switched over to LA um, to kind of see how it works over here as well. Yeah. Well, what do you think about you know LA versus New York? The difference? Yeah, I've been wanting to write a blog post or even a book about this. There, there's yeah. so many differences um, in terms of women and men, and just the dating in general. <sighs> so um, different, I think too. To quickly talk about it, I think I think people are quicker to meet up in New York, and yes. they actually meet. They don't flake. Um, I've been they, saying they, this like, when they get time. there. When they say yeah. they'll be there on Thursday at nine, they'll be there on Thursday at nine. Yep. Um, here, I just hear so many stories of people flaking and then getting there an hour and a half late. I understand we have traffic, but um, well, that's like grossly I think late. Also a but the, with LA. I think that like I had this experience dating in New York when I lived mm-hmm. there. Like you get off the app so much faster there, and this was a couple years ago. But still, like I would match with someone on an app and. Hours later, I'd meet them out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here, it's like you have to fucking text for three motherfucking weeks. And then <laughs> you're like, pen what pal are we just doing? Just to walk in and date three Thursdays from now. And then you might remember that you actually had that date. Right. Or both of you think the other's going to flake. So right. you actually just don't even so go. So this, this is factual evidence. Dating in New York happens faster than in LA. Yeah. Every Everyone single person says has says it. It happens. And I'm, I'm glad for the men out there listening to this that women want to meet as fast as possible. Yeah. Because I think that's the number one complaint I hear from men in L.A. is, all oh, these women want to talk and blah, blah, blah. They don't want to meet me. So men out there, listen to us. We do want to meet you as soon as possible. And so. if you're, on, if you're like, reaching out to a matchmaking service like the three-day rule, at least we know here, like, that feels more serious. Like, yeah. yeah. You want to meet someone. You're so paying that, for it. Mm-hmm. You're interested. You're yeah. going through the whole, like, rigmarole yes. to get there. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. As far as New York goes, there's a strong sense of urgency on the East Coast yeah. mm-hmm. that there does not exist on the West Coast. Here, people like may commit to plans. There's like the most non-committal group of people in the whole wide world. Yeah, totally. Like, and yes, the traffic, sure. But if you want to be somewhere, you be there, yeah. and you have ways, and you got tools, you have a car. <laughs> yep. Like this is not a commuter city. Like there was not a train accident. You have right. a car. Get there. Right. There's Uber. There's a million ways to transport yourself anywhere. Yep. So. 
Yeah, the, well, the sense of urgency here, it's just more like lack of, lackadaisical New York. It's like more fast But I think because of the sense of urgency in New York, it takes away the premise that people are desperate because it's more just like, I'm going to fit you in because right. I have time right now. Right. You have time right now. Let's make it happen right now. Yeah. And we're on the move. In LA, people have this like, oh, well, if I meet them too soon, I'm desperate. Or like, yep. well, I'm not going to ask for a Friday or a Saturday because that's just saying that I have nothing going on. What? Or just what go. <laughs> it's a priority. What if something better comes up on Friday? Right. I don't want to commit right. to the Like, everyone here is just, yeah, oh my God, your dog. That's my match right there. <laughs> He's so cute. Mooch. You good girl. Well, she okay. came all the way from South Korea, so she's got to get a lot of love. Started from Korea, now she's here. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, you're now at the three-day rule. Mm-hmm. What makes the three-day rule different from other matchmakers? We've interviewed different ones. Yeah. And so we want to know, from your mouth, what makes you guys different? You know, I think the biggest difference that we have is how large we are. Our database is um, extremely massive. and people It includes up. me. Yes, and people sign up every single day. <laughs> I um, was there, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, um, we're really kind of back to basic matchmaking, meeting with everyone in person, really getting to know you, your energy, what you're looking for, and making sure that fit is going to be a good match. Um, and, and I think that in-person value and how much we care about our clients and how much time we spend with each client is really what makes us a lot different than the other services out there. Yeah, it's like you're, that's like what we're kind of talking about. Like, it's almost like you're becoming friends with both sides (laughs) so that then you feel like you can really make like a legit connection because Uh everyone wants to like, I mean, I guess some people are, like, fine with meeting on an app or whatever. I don't really care how it would happen, I guess. But, like, it feels good when a friend is, like, a really good friend or someone you know and trust is, like... I think there's someone that you should meet. Oh, yeah. Like, like they're that, vetting both sides. Totally. And they, they take the guesswork out for you. Like, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me, like, when we talk about dating apps, and I will get into how yeah. you feel about them, I'm meeting a perfect stranger that I can't gauge the chemistry with yeah. through an app. Yes, we can have witty banter. Sure. Yes, we can have... We both write that we like dogs, wine, and right. hiking. <laughs> okay, awesome. But, okay, but you also didn't write you're a serial killer, and I didn't write that I like watch Hallmark movies. Like Maybe it just doesn't match up 100%. I love how everyone was awful, and she watches Hallmark movies. <laughs> like, you're a killer, and I watch Hallmark movies. It's because I love love, and you just want to kill people. Whatever. So... You know, I mean, like, there's only so many things you can figure out from swiping yeah. right mutually. Mm-hmm. And I think that when a human being is vetting two yes. people, yep. there's a lot more that can come from that because it's... A, it takes a lot of the, like, oh, guesswork ugh, out. God, and there's so much guesswork. And Matching nothing, with one person is, yeah. like, nearly impossible at this point. Right, right. Yeah. We always say we kind of... It's as if we're being set up by a mutual friend. So yeah. I've met with the match in person. I've met with my client in person. Um, and I've truly become best friends with my client. One I love my, that. One of my clients in New York, I worked with for a long time. I set up with someone she dated for about seven months. Um, and then it didn't end up working out. But after her contract, we would still get brunch and drinks and coffee. And I met a guy... Um, I'd say about three months ago, and I set her up, and they've still been dating. So, yeah. <gasps> Love. So it's, 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 it's really important to when you're looking for a matchmaker to make sure that you get along with them as well and kind of have a match there. Um, because when I'm meeting with potential matches for them, I'm, I'm really thinking in the mind of my client. Sure. Um, even if I think, oh, I'm not really, I don't like his style. If my client loves that yeah. style, yes, he's a match. I'm so yeah, excited. you've got to take yourself out of it. But it must be so gratifying to be creating relationships for oh, yeah. you personally mm-hmm. with this friend and then to create a relationship for her. It's like double it's, whammy. It is the most gratifying experience ever. Oh. Um, I, I don't even think of it really as a job at this point. Yeah. Um, because when I have a client call me and, and tell me that, they're in an exclusive relationship that's it that for my month for my year that is the most exciting thing ever. that's so awesome it really is now so what is your relationship status 
I'm dating. Okay. I'm, I'm single, but I am dating around. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> do you, like, how do you meet people? Are you, like, being a matchmaker for yourself? Do you let someone else do it? Or, do or you are just, you on apps? Yeah, yeah what do you do? no, very good question. So, um, I guess for the about the first year and a half that I was a matchmaker, I was in a long-term relationship. So, I didn't even really think about this at all for myself. Um, which I think is good. Yeah. And then when I became single, you know, I, I started kind of taking a step back and realizing, wow, I really can empathize with my clients and, and, and understand how yeah. hard this is, um, which I think was even more beneficial for me to just kind of get up there beside my clients and, and, and understand how it's all going oh, yeah. along. Um, but no, I've never set myself up. I kind of do what I tell my own clients to do. Tell your friends, hey, I'm yep. single again. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I value. Um, tell your friends of friends. Bring me to your networking event. Bring me to your Christmas party. I know there's men at those banks. I used to work there. Um, <laughs> and, and, and set me up. So I, I kind of do the same thing I tell my clients to do. Keep an open door. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And really just kind of have the energy and put it out there to show that you are excited and you are ready to find love. Yeah, you've got to be ready at all. Like if someone, you know, it's a grueling process. If someone's like, come out with me tonight, like <laughs> you don't really want to do it, right. but you go like, okay, I need to keep putting myself out there. Right. And like, it's tiring, yeah. but it's the way it's a numbers game at that point. Like right. the more, like you said, diversifying yourself, like obviously you guys aren't like, just use the three day rule. Like you <laughs> tell your clients to talk to their yeah. friends too. That's mm-hmm. realistic. Yeah, yeah. Because you just never know what's going to stick. So for you, do you use the apps at all or... I don't, um, and I think it's just because I'm partnered with all the apps for three-day rules, so I'm really on there. I'm there for work, and I'm looking for my clients. It's I I bet you anything, if I saw someone that was a good fit for me and it hit me right in between the head, I wouldn't even realize because I think, oh no, you're too Jewish, and my client's Jewish. Yeah, Um, I I wouldn't even. You're in work mode all the time. Yeah, I can understand that. Mm -hmm. Like, there's got to be some separation for someone like you who's in that mode all the time. Like, that's probably not a very like effective way of meeting people. It's just you can't separate exactly. But that's why I do really, you know, rely on my friends and yeah. my matchmaker friends to say, if you do see anyone that would be a good fit for, for me, let me know. Yeah. Um, do you matchmakers match each other? Yeah. Like, are you in the pool <laughs> for somebody else to match with I'm, their clients I'm instead? I'm not in the pool for someone else to match me with their clients. Um, and, and that's solely because we don't want to make that confusing. And sure. we only want it to be uh, to be match up if it was the exact right, perfect fit. Um, and that's same for my friends. So they always say, oh, match me up, match me up with one of your clients. And I'm like, of course I will if I have a client that right when I meet him, I think you are the perfect fit for right. Heather or something. What that if- brings a good point up. What makes somebody the perfect fit for somebody else? Because again, like I said, I was set up with somebody yeah. and I went out with him last night. I cannot night. wait to hear. We need to talk about yeah. that. So what for you resembles a perfect match? Yeah, I'm, it, it all depends on what you're looking for and what both parties are looking for. Um, During a meeting with a potential match, I go into things such as your family background, how you grew up, what you valued, um, what you value now in a relationship, and then those kind of big things. Do you want kids? Um, Does religion matter to you at all? Uh, You ask all the hard questions that you don't want to ask on the first date because then you're like, that's awkward, but you want to know. I ask those questions. I I don't even care anymore at this point. But I think, you know, if you were to start dating again, and and you, I'm sure, have done this throughout your relationship now, it's like, at this point, we're in our 30s. Mm-hmm. And A, what do you, what else are you going to talk about? I Like, when I think about what I can talk <laughs> about, I'm like, well, I could talk about my show, but that's going to be awkward because you're going to now ask me a million questions <laughs> about dating and relationships, which is weird. I'm not here to teach you. But then the other things are like, cool, I got a new dog. Uh-huh. What you know, I do hosting and producing and whatever with Lauren. Awesome. We could talk about Lauren all day. Uh, great. 
that's again not about me right. you, know, it, you know so like then it's like we could talk about uh, the movies that came out what are you going to really talk about well, to actually gauge each other yeah, it's like, and this and this is you the, have to talk about personal stuff yeah and like just because you're asking somebody this is where I think women in LA who play games and we're just saying that because we're talking about the differences and like mm-hmm. where location and all that like I feel like I know a lot of women that do this it's like just because I'm asking you if you want to have kids on a first date doesn't fucking mean I want to have kids with you. I'm asking you (laughs) if you want to do it. So I know. It's not like I'm proposing that we impregnate me tonight. Right. I just want to know is that what you want? General right. question. It's 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 a tough topic because right, people can jump to conclusions and, and yep. then think that you're asking things about them personally, but you really just want to know. Um, I think that's the beauty of working with a matchmaker is that when we ask them it, it's it's very unassuming. It's very much talking about them not in terms of another person. Yeah. It's like a questionnaire. Um, right, exactly. You're like just give me the stats. Exactly. And great. Now and, we have the info right, to like right. Right. And use maybe. When, when we're matching people up, we can match people up that actually have those same values so that you don't have to have that awkward conversation on a first date. Totally. know that about the other person and they already know that about you. And that's um, great. a beautiful thing. And that makes sense. So Jen's date, on paper, everything, all those things were done. Mm-hmm. All those mm-hmm. boxes were checked because it was all done through your services, mm-hmm. which is great. Now we know those things, those important things. The chemistry is what has to just happen right. on right. their own. And so, Jen, tell us yes. about... Okay, so on paper, he sounded like a perfect guy for me. I'll cool. just describe him without, like, obviously giving too many details. He's a tall Jewish guy that comes from a family, and he has similar interests to me, and he's hardworking, he's a producer. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got a real job. Mm-hmm. So, like, if my ideal, let's just say is Mr. Big. And for a variety of reasons. Not because of their, like, tumultuous love affair for 10 years, but because of who he was um, as far as, like, he had a career, he was, like, sexy, he wanted to travel, like, he would wine and dine her, but he was also, he had, like, a warmth to him. So he wasn't just, like, a cookie-cutter finance guy. He, like, had a very strong personality that, like... Right, and to me, I would like that guy. For sure. Like, his personality was somebody I would definitely like. I know people are like, oh, Big or Aiden. Aiden's not my guy. No. I'm sorry. I want to kill him. <laughs> yeah, I, want not, him. I agree with you. Yeah, Evacuate he's a little the too, planet. He's Big a little a too man. soft. Right. Yeah. And, and, like, Aiden's too, like, Ugh. it's, like, mm-hmm. something accommodating and, like, cheesy and, like, not accommodating in the way that, like, I wouldn't want a guy that, like, plays games or treats me poorly, but, like, he was, like, too soft and had no oh, backbone. You're giving me anxiety. It was, like, he was almost like a beta. <laughs> he was a beta and Big was an alpha. And I like alphas that are, like, also, like, human. All right, have emotions and can open right. up. And, because and I'm an alpha, but I can also become a beta w- with an alpha or, mm-hmm. like, vice versa. I think you yeah. just trade roles depending on the circumstance or, like, what you're better at. So I like big in the sense of the word. But and like, so you thought this guy was big? It, I was hoping he would be something like that because of all the boxes he checked off. And he's Jewish and tall. Like, that's a so rarity. That think? is a rare. And okay. the fact that he enlisted a matchmaker means that he's serious about finding a relationship and he's 34. So I was like, great. This guy is like all of the makings of success. Okay, wait. So you first see him. What is he your picks me up. initial thought? Nice. Okay, so he picks me up. Like, I, I was like, okay, great. Hi. But we're, like, in the car, and I, I the reason I let him pick me up was because I wanted to see what he would do and, like, what his mannerisms right. were and, like, if he was awkward and <laughs> if he would open the door and, and all kinds of things. So, and because you guys vet him, he wasn't a perfect stranger, and that would be weird if somebody from an app picked me up, but I would think. But, yeah. So, this guy picks me up. We're going to the restaurant. Um, the drive is fine. We get to the restaurant, and I just sort of feel like he's scattered or, like, kind of rushing or, like, not that interested. Like, he wasn't, like... 
he was making eye contact, but like kind of like all over the place. Like I almost felt like it was a business meeting. Okay. And then we were talking though, and we were like getting sort of into our careers and and a little bit about our families and our our what we're doing this weekend because President's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. What we both did for Valentine's Day, but I sort of felt like. It was like a ping pong match of like business right. mm-hmm. versus like I want to know you because I'm interested in you, mm-hmm. and it did really feel like he like was on a time frame like he had to go or like wasn't into me so it was like rushed. It was like we're gonna order this. Do you know what you want? Okay, great. We're gonna get that. Okay, done. Great. Oh. It wasn't like do you want to share anything? It wasn't like leisurely. And we went to a place that actually is kind of cozy and romantic. We mm-hmm. went to Taste, okay, which I really like and it's near me, so it's like felt familiar and like I thought great this is gonna be a nice like leisurely dinner no we were he picked me up at like 8 20 we were at the restaurant by 8 30 we were out I was home by 10 whoa wow it was that fast did you okay besides the fact that he seemed scattered which maybe he was nervous still okay fine great did you feel like had that been removed and let's just chalk it up to nerves just give the benefit of the doubt would you go out with him again I would go out with him again because I would give him a second chance he wasn't a murderer and he wasn't like (laughs) he wasn't horrendous so you think well he could very well be a murderer I don't know but um, he seemed very detached and very disinterested and I don't know if maybe that's something that is not the case and he just portrayed that yeah but Maybe he needs to work on that if he's interested. I don't think he is because the way he said goodbye was very much like, this was great, so great meeting you, like, whatever. And I was like, okay, like, have a great, like, Do President's you think he's Day cute? trip. Well, he said to me, he's like, okay, yeah. I was like, have a great President's Day trip. He's like, yeah, I'll be back on Wednesday. I'm like, okay, like, also, like, good luck, take, like, good luck with your car because his car had issues. I'm like, hope that goes well. He's like, okay. And no, I, like, hmm. no, and he also told me, like, at some point that he was like, still sick and, like, getting over it. So, like, he didn't try and kiss me. So, like, I was like, okay. And, like, then he sort of, like, shooed me out. And I was like, uh, bye. Okay, but what did you, would you me, want him to right, kiss you? Right. Okay, did you? So I would have wanted, the part of the reason I, like, said he could drive me was because I, if he wanted to kiss me, great, that's an opportunity. And, like, I would rather know sooner than later if there's chemistry or not. Like, right. I'm somebody, I'll kiss on the first date just to know and get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I, I was hoping that maybe there would be chemistry despite the nerves or mm-hmm. maybe he was preoccupied or I don't really know. I don't know if he went on this date because the matchmaker said, you have to go on this date and he had to fulfill that. Maybe he had already been set up Definitely with not. <laughs> X amount of girls right. and maybe he liked the one before and he just still had to fulfill this date. No, no, no. I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah, so, I was going to ask you now, yeah, tell so us what's how. your role in this process or... I mean, it wasn't you who set us up. It was a different matchmaker mm-hmm. from the three-day rule. Now, what's, like, the onset? Like, you, you get a client, mm-hmm. and then what happens from there and then moves forward? And then when do you leave the process? And also, you, after the date, everyone reports. Right, right. So, so this is amazing okay. because yeah. I'm already getting date feedback from you. Yeah, okay. Um, Walk us through is, this whole thing. Be so when we start with a new client, one, we do that kind of initial meeting that I was starting to tell you about. We ask all those basic questions about what they're looking for, what they're attracted to, those kind of intangibles of chemistry, if you can define it at all um and then kind of to answer your question of oh did he just need to get a date done and that kind of uh, mentality no never all we want to do is is find love for our clients that's our end goal um so if he had met someone on a date right before he was supposed to be set with you we'd say oh my gosh don't go out with the next girl if you're feeling it with this first woman 
Because they through. report back Go after through. every date. Definitely. Okay, so you would know. Uh, we are very close with our clients. They text us, call us, email us. We get drinks with them. Um, so in the case of this guy, we probably met up with him again just to get to know him even better. Um, I have no idea if you were first match or last match or, or what the number was there, but I do know when we set you up on a date, um, he's ready and single and wants to find love out of that date. You would know if he was, like, hitting it uh, off with oh, another chick. I mean, oh, 100%. Because Kay. that's something that I want to kind of facilitate of course and if he's unsure about this first woman let's talk about it let's figure it out why are you unsure and you won't send them on another date until they figure that out got it great good to know good to know well so in this case okay so we went on this date Mm -hmm. now let's take me out of this or we'll we'll use me as the example but so he's going to report back to this matchmaker i'm going to report back to this matchmaker and then what happens from there we kind of, we feel it out. So if you gave us that feedback and then he came back to us and he was like, no, she was amazing. Um, I felt such a chemistry. I, honestly, I haven't dated for eight years. That was the first date I've been on in eight years. It felt like he hasn't dated a lot. I was going to ask if you know, you know, how, when his last relationship was. Or, I don't. Okay. And it seemed almost like he doesn't know how to date because he didn't feel open. Like he felt like a business right. relationship. Mm-hmm. And kind of just going through the motions. Right, right. I, I... We'll give you some feedback on that. Everything you just described, it sounds like he hasn't dated in a long time, especially if he's a producer and a successful producer mm-hmm. at the age range that you are going for. He's probably been a workaholic for the past seven yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Would be my That's actually the amount. And if that's the felt, amount of years. And if so. it felt businessy to you, mm-hmm. maybe it's because that's just where he's comfortable. Right. You know? And 100%. And I've been there too, where like it's hard to switch out. Yeah. Like, you know, your job maybe ends at six or seven, or maybe he was on a call right before mm-hmm. he picked me up, or maybe mm-hmm. he's got something on his mind where he's got to get to it when he gets home so right. like he's still in that zone yeah where maybe meditating beforehand would have helped i don't really know <laughs> i don't know but he wasn't like it, i could feel he wasn't open and like yeah, i right. judged myself while i was there because i like do that i like went above and myself the last and, thing we want you to do well it was more like i was like watching it from above because i'm like questioning like where i'm at in my right. process and like people will say well you're just not ready yet okay well i am and no, actually people, people have said i am but i'm like watching myself and i'm like wow i'm smiling i feel that like i'm open right. i'm like in it i'm just like hey what's going on i was like <laughs> talking about stuff i was like completely just on a date mm-hmm. yeah. in my world mm-hmm. he felt like closed off mm-hmm. just you know, like getting it was like I, he almost felt New Yorkish, where he was just trying to like speed date. Okay, but like it was speed meeting, right? Not well, speed date. The beauty of working with three day rule and working with a matchmaker is that, like you just said, we get to hear the feedback. So mm-hmm. if you're telling us this, we will go back to him. We'll ask him how it went, what he thought, what he liked, what he didn't like, and then the matchmaker that worked with you will give you a call and just kind of chat with you about potentially his feedback if it if he thought it did go well she'll definitely say to you hey he was interested even right. though he was acting nervous definitely give him another shot he's probably going to reach out to you again um it really could go far cuz he seemed very intrigued or she'll give you the feedback of you know it, it it didn't he didn't feel a connection and you know definitely keep that friendship you never know if he has friends that could be a good person for you and vice versa um, but it's nice to have that matchmaker give you the feedback so you can learn about yourself as a dater and maybe realize some things that you're doing that you're not even realizing it yourself. does which help. I love yeah it does help because every at the end of the day you're probably 90% right about vibes and interpretations mm-hmm. and narratives and all that but you'd be surprised because even like with my boyfriend he'll say something to me sometimes and I'm like what you just said this sentence, those words put together equal this definition. It's English. Okay? He is like, but that's not 
but that's not my interpretation or Mm -hmm. you said something that's not how I interpreted it so even if someone's acting or looking a certain way or you think you're being a certain way every person has their own eyes and interprets it in their own way for whatever's going on in their life or just the way they're seeing things so all of that in the beginning even as you're like even with somebody it's a constant process oh yeah yeah. there's no I mean you could think I'm I'm shut off and I'm whatever so but someone else might not see you that way Mm -hmm. right or what so it's like you have there's it's almost that like a too. fly on the wall Definitely. and i think that's the thing that yep. we're all what we wish we had it was like even like a camera so we could like replay the tapes and be like what did i did i say something like was it a thing like maybe i thought i was open in this and that and the other thing and he might have thought like oh no like she's obviously not looking for something or like who knows what who he knows? thought right. Right. i could have done something that made him shut down uh, granted, I, I'm not him, and I don't. Maybe he's got an insecurity for something that, like, sure. I might have touched on or whatever it was. I, he was actually like really very focused on something that happened with a friend, oh. and so he hmm. brought it up, and it was pertaining to this weekend of President's Day. It was a trip, and his friend backed out last minute, and he was all upset. And I actually gave him advice, and he's like, "Wow, that's actually like really good advice." Oh, and well, I, that's great. Yeah. yeah, but then at some point, I was like, "Well." Am I your therapist? Like, no. now I'm like, you seem closed off. You seem like you need a lot of help with friends and stuff, too. <laughs> like, maybe you actually are quite damaged or, like, don't have a lot of experience with humans anymore because you're so focused on work. It just felt yeah. like... All things to consider. But all things. It's, you know... Right. It, it is what it is. And, like, okay, so now let's just say I'm thrown back into your dating pool. Mm-hmm. What's next for me? Does somebody, like, does that same matchmaker then... Like, let's just say other girls out there want to be part of the three-day rule... Uh, dating pool, or you do take female clients, right? Oh, yes, yes, we take male and female clients. So um, we really just work for our paid member and and essentially and then pull from a pool, yeah, um, to find the best matches. But I'm going to quickly go back to what you said, kind of thinking in your own head. I always recommend you know people when they do go on a first date, you might think that you're acting really cool and open and that type of thing, and 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 kind of start reading into the way they're acting. But I always say never ever judge a first date as if you're it's a marriage proposal you really don't know what that person's going through so just mm-hmm. kind of take it as it is don't overlook yourself and just kind of be go confident so kind of going back to that yeah well no that's good advice it's hard not to do that because it feels so serious right. like mm-hmm. you're like yeah. I want to make this happen mm-hmm. like you know and you got to get that timeline out of your brain it's hard to do but I think also yeah. when you've been on like a bazillion dates <laughs> yeah like right. at some point I like there's not a formula to them, but you, there are things that people do if they're interested. There's a science so, a little bit to it. A little it. bit. Like, I mean, there's a body language. There's, like, a thing that you might say. Like, you might say, let's do... I've had fun. Let's do this again. Right. You know, right. like... That's, he didn't say that. He did so. not say that. So. But I think... Can I just interject for yeah. a second? When you have the safety of a matchmaker, he knows he's going to email this matchmaker or talk to this matchmaker and say, like... I I think this and that you're going to say I think this and then the middleman is going to facilitate something. So with that safety net there, maybe because of the situation, it feels a little less like not that he's not going to have to do this all on his own, but he's not on his own. So maybe he didn't right. feel like in that moment he had to say, like, I'm going to take you out again because he knows there's like a bunch of different people working in his favor. Right. And it right. could have been nerves. It totally. could have been so many different things. So that is good. For you to tell us the and he might, and yeah, he might wanted well. to like talk to the matchmaker about something first before Maybe. he said anything. Right, right. Well, so we'll see. But so now you guys also have like actual events people can go to, yeah. right? Yes, you just had one here, or yeah. now there's one coming up also too. We just we just had one last night and we had one on Saturday. Amazing. Okay, okay yeah. so what are they? Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of singles events. You get to mingle and meet as many people as possible. They're so much fun. I was there the Saturday one until almost twelve thirty, and it started at like. 
eight or Ooh, so. Ooh, fun. So it was so much fun. You get to meet all the interesting people. And the one kind of similar factor that everyone has is that they're single. Totally. So um, my biggest kind of line that I always say is, even if it doesn't work out with you and that person you're talking to, they probably have friends. Right. So keep that connection. And, yep. and keep keep friends with them because you never know who's going to set you up with who. You never know. I mean, yeah. I ask. Lord knows everybody. But now, what? we actually have to dive into our, our game of the day. Yes, we do. Um, and it is called Match Point. Yes. Okay. You are a matchmaker. And since you're so good at matchmaking... We're going to test your memory skills. Oh, God. It's like, yeah, matching. You know, memory game, like when you're a kid, it's mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. has to do with memory, remembering things, and matching things up. Yeah. So we're going to call our celebrities that are on round two of a serious public relationship. Yeah. Now, you know, let's see if you can remember who they were married to first. Or dating first. Or dating first. Oh, I'm going to be so bad. And, and who they're now with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is called Match Point. And right. we're going to see how many you get. And we're going to drink through it. Yeah, okay. we're going to drink through it. You know, how do you play a game without drinking? Okay. All right. So the first one. Ready? Yes. Gwen Stefani. I I know that she's now dating Blake Shelton. Okay. Do you remember um, who she was married to first? Was it Gavin? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Good job. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. I'm going to drink in celebration of you knowing Okay. <laughs> so remember, we're going to name the celebrity. You say who they're married to or with first, like okay. publicly, and okay. now who they're with. This is kind of a tricky one because a lot of people don't know this person dating this person, but maybe you do. Katie Holmes. I have no idea. But who was she married to? I really don't know. <gasps> I know. I am so He jumped bad on a couch. He jumped on a couch and he was a crazy person in Scientology. Oh, Tom Cruise? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. She was married to Tom Cruise, and now she is dating Jamie Foxx. Oh, wow. They well, now you need to drink, because you didn't yeah, get that. I do. Come on, Nora. <laughs> okay. All right, next one. Jennifer Lopez. Um, She is now dating Drake. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. But good. Yeah. Um, She was. She's married a couple times, but right, there was a one. of the L.A. world. Yeah, right. that's fair enough. <laughs> Mark Anthony was the last big Mark marriage. Anthony. He's okay. forgettable, totally. Come on, you've got a, a Kim Kardashian. Who was she last married to? Who was she married or to Or just now? pick any person she's been married yeah. to. Um, well, we know Kanye. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I actually love their relationship. I think they're very cute together. Huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I agree. Like you have a different... I agree with you. So uh, yeah. And then... Uh, Chris Humphrey. Yeah, Chris Humphrey. He's forgettable too. Yeah. Football player. Basketball, but whatever. Reggie, well, Reggie, Reggie, Reggie Bush. Bush. Oh, Reggie Bush. They were not dating. Before. Really? Yeah. Oh, they weren't married. Okay, they were no. married. But you would be surprised because I feel like she marries everybody. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now how about Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, this one's a little bit obscure. Um, People forget, I think, who he was. I don't know who he was dating before, but I know he's now married to Blake Lively. Yeah. He, he was married to Scarlett Johansson. Married. Oh, Drink. No, that's. Drink. Married. Yeah. Huh. They were married. It was like the most obscure relationship. Huh. I feel like that's the least funny relationship that I've ever heard of. Do you know that he was dating Alanis Morissette yeah. forever? Yes. How I did not know that either. fuck did she bag him? I yeah. don't know. I, he was not famous yet, I think, or something. <sighs> well, I don't really for know. for Blake. She is. Okay. Well, they met on Green Lantern set. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. Um, okay, here's another one that might have a repeat customer in here. Nicole Kidman. First husband, second husband. Oh, God, you guys are so hard. You know this person. We yeah. just talked about this crazy person. Um, she was married to him for a really long time. Scientology. Oh, Tom Cruise again? Yes. Yeah. No way. Gets around. Oh, wow. Um, and now the country singer. Yes. Yes, Keith Urban. Keith Who Urban. always Keith. fucking... I, you, you are Australian. Both of them are Australian. Keith Urban, why do you sing with a country southern accent? Hard to say. <laughs> but also, why is his hair stick straight and it's very bad. highlighted? And highlighted. Oh, he looks like um, Ken Can, Paves. Oh, I think... Yes, I also think he looks like uh, Kate from John and Kate Plus 8. Also true. Um, <laughs> he also looks like Brandon McMillan, the snake charmer. <laughs> 
Oh, God. <laughs> Anywho, that was someone she dated way yeah. later. We'll have him on the show one day. Oh, That'll God. be fun. Um, Chloe Kardashian. Um, so she was dating Lamar. Oh, married. married. Yes, good. Um, Proud of and you. And now she's dating the guy in the cab. What? You know this? Good. Um, who's very, I think she, he's younger than her. Oh, yeah. Maybe. 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 She's a cougar. Uh, Tristan Thompson Tristan is his Thompson. name. Which is a cute name. Oh, man. Well, they might be engaged I can't soon, so watch I know. They, I she keeps doing those kind of spoilers with the fake rings. Like, dude, I can't watch sporting events anymore because I'm All like, All the Kardashians who? have dated them? No, well, not that. Because <laughs> I'm like, who is that guy? That guy's fucking hot. And then I'm like... Wow, he's 23. <laughs> right, I are. know, I know. It's they crazy. Are. Same with the voice. These singers yeah. come up there, and I'm like, oh my God, you're 18. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you know, now they lowered it to 13. Wow. Stop. Yeah, it's like, stop it. Ah, no, stop okay, it we're going to do a couple more. Okay, you guys, Ashton Kutcher, first wife, second wife. You can do this. You can do it. Um, I don't know his first wife, but I Cougar. know his current wife. First wife is Cougar. Cougar. Bruce Willis. And I, don't, I don't know. Maybe this. ghost. Ghost. Maybe her name's Demi Moore. Maybe oh she's gosh. Demi Moore. Okay, wow. Remember they were so married. Drink forever. your wine. Yeah, you. You <laughs> know what, Nora? Come on. Yeah, All right, one more. Wine. Let's let's do one more. You All pick. Right. Uh, Nick Lachey. Oh Jesus! You can do this. I honestly don't know. No, yes, yeah, there was a show called Newlyweds. And somebody that he was married to ate chicken of the sea. Am I eating chicken? Or oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, chicken or tuna. That. Jessica Simpson. Jessica she's Simpson. forgettable. And then the one she's, she's dating now, yeah. he's married. married to, is it Burnett? Yes. Yeah. She's great. I don't know that. You dr- she's like, Vanessa, I'm drinking. Drink. Yeah. Vanessa, like, I'm in the doghouse here. Um, Vanessa so, Manilo Lachey. Yes. They knew I would be bad at this married thing. and now have three children. Yes, they Aww. do. See, there is life after first marriage. I actually do think right. I might be a second wife. Second wife's club. What's I'm wrong okay with that? With that. Like, wrong with you, that you're essentially a second wife because, I mean, your guy never married the baby mama, but he might as well have. He might as well. And I mean, so, he has a child, so mm-hmm. there, th- whatever it yeah. is, there was a past very serious situation that right. he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's like second wife's club or whatever. I, You know, you... you Take on the the role of whatever you can in their situation, and and that I you know was a nanny for fifteen years, so it's not totally out of my you know league. But yeah, I mean he has a daughter, and I always say my favorite thing about him is her, and my favorite thing about her is him. <laughs> so I love that. No, yeah, when I'm kind of matching people up, and specifically someone who has been divorced before, um, a lot of people actually ask for that because it shows that the man. Has committed before. I want it. Understands what he wants, and also, I'm going to be better than whatever treated him terribly before. <laughs> I love before. that mentality. And so I love I'm that like, I, and wow. I'll be so nice to you, and like I'll be like complimentary and like sweet and appreciate you and stuff. So and like, you would be surprised how naturally that stuff comes when you actually like somebody and right. thinking about past situations that people have dealt with, divorces or children or whatever. It's like some of the shit you hear that they've been through or whatever is a little crazy and if you really just like this person and you really just want to be that you truly like love them and who they are and what comes with them none of that none of that is hard divorce child whatever right. it just is what it is right mm-hmm. right and i think it kind of gives people a reality check you know yeah. a divorce is a hard thing to go through yeah. um so when they're looking for the next relationship they're not looking for a quick lust and something that's just going to be fun they're looking for that partner for life and yeah, I, that's I think true. that is something to really look for. And I feel like they do have like sort of like not shame, but there is a little bit of shame that comes with divorce. Like I did this public thing. I got married. 
I, in front of all of our friends. We posted all these things on social media. We had did, you know, the the years of being together and this public experience. And then to say, like, well, you married the wrong person when the idea of marriage is forever and always and better and worse and that whole nonsense. The but, feeling of failure is a real thing for a man. And I yeah. know that from personal experience that that is something that plagues a man's brain. I don't want to say ego because people get ego confused with like being conceited. Mm-hmm. Your thought, your mind is your ego. So something that plagues a, a man I think commonly is the feeling of failure. And whether or not you're in a really long-term relationship that was very public with all your friends or it was a marriage or there's a child that came out of something, that feeling of failure is scarring to a man more so than to a woman, I think mostly. So that's it. Like you're saying, right. touching on that divorced or not, like it's hard to get through that. But I think kind of the beauty of that mm-hmm. is once they do feel that failure, the next relationship they're going into, again, they're going to be more serious. They don't want to fail again. Right. Exactly. Um, so, so that's why. I feel more secure. I'm here. That they're ready and they're Love. serious. I think that is a good advice. So before we let you go, uh, tell us what you think the biggest problem or issue that has to do with singles these days? Like, what's plaguing singledom of Los Angeles? God, Um, I think the biggest problem is that we're always looking for something better. And Mm -hmm. we've heard that a lot. Um, But on top of that, when we are looking for something better, we're going to the apps. And I hate to say it, but I think the apps are the biggest problem um, because it's kind of begun this this game mindset. Um, You're sad on a sunny night. Um, You're watching TV. You'll go to your app and you'll get a ding, ding, ding. And you'll see this kind of fictitious character that you're never actually going to meet come up on your screen. You'll have that instant gratification for the night. The next morning you'll want it again. Um, That's not giving you the long-term answer. I really do think the long-term answer is organic connections, meeting people in person, or meeting them through a matchmaker um, so that you're you're really knowing who you're about to meet, not just meeting them because you both like golden retrievers. I don't disagree (laughs) with that. All right. That is great advice. I think you're kind of spot on. Um, Nora, where can everyone find you on yeah. social media yeah. or at the three-day rule, wherever. Yeah, my social media is matched by Nora, so you should definitely go that. Um, that's on Instagram, and then you can go to www.3dayrule.com um, and sign up. If you want to work specifically with me, just say you were referred by Nora, and I will give you a call, and we can meet up. And that you heard about her from It's Complicated. That's right, you guys. And make sure that you tune in next week for our guest photographer, Anna Ochoa. Don't yeah. forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show, too. No, and don't forget to tell a friend about the show if you haven't yet, because everyone needs to know what's going on in the world of dating and relationships. We appreciate you guys supporting us. Don't forget, five stars in the App Store. Keep the comments coming. Yeah. All right, John, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Jennifer Golden on all of the social media platforms. And, and where can people find you? You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all of the socials as well. All right, guys, thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Love you long time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.